Hello and welcome to Banking Under Pressure, the banker's podcast on the impact of the coronavirus on banks and businesses throughout the world. I'm John Everington, the Middle East and Africa editor, and I'm delighted to be joined today by His Excellency Sheikh Abdullah bin Rashid bin Abdullah Al Khalifa, Bahrain's ambassador in Washington. Sheikh Abdullah, thank you very much for joining us today. No, the pleasure is mine, John, and thank you for having me on your show. As of mid-June, Bahrain has about 20,000 coronavirus infections, with just over 50 members of the population having sadly lost their lives. Beyond this tragic loss of life, can you quantify what the main economic impact of the coronavirus is going to be on Bahrain in 2020 and 2021? Uh, Let me start out by saying that uh, COVID-19 has definitely tested the resiliency and the agility of governments around the world. Uh, It has also tested the resolve of patients Uh, of societies and their cooperation with their respective governments. Now, we've seen uh, countries, governments, uh, all have a different uh, approach to the virus because there's a unique set of variables in each and every country. There are a lot of shared practices and it's very nice to see that the international community is coming together to solve this pandemic. To me, for the seventh consecutive month now, the question is, How will a balance be created between economic welfare and mortality rates? In Bahrain, uh, since we've, or actually before we received uh, news of the first coronavirus positive case, uh, Bahrain had uh, formulated a task force. That task force was under the leadership of uh, His Royal Highness the Crown Prince. And this was back in February, two weeks before our first case. I think by doing that, we have sent a message that Bahrain has dealt with COVID-19 with sincerity and transparency. We had continued press conferences and updates about numbers of cases and public advice, ongoing public advice. And His Majesty the King had ordered the covering of healthcare costs associated with COVID-19 to all citizens and residents alike, including expatriates. And like you, you stated, as of today, Bahrain has a recovery rate of 71% and a mortality rate of 0.25%. These numbers are a reflection of the government's proactive measures and trying to get ahead of the curve, trying to get ahead of the virus and ensuring widespread awareness campaigns and testing procedures. So very early on, we started implementing a nationwide deployment of mobile testing units, making Bahrain one of the leaders of testing per million population in the early days of, of the pandemic. As it stands today, it's 146,000 per million people. And what we try to do is we also try to use innovative approaches to build out our healthcare system to accommodate the increasing numbers. And uh, we've actually dedicated medical facilities to COVID-19 treatment in an effort to safeguard ongoing medical treatment for uh, all the other health concerns and make sure that the healthcare system is still receiving patients that are not um, requesting treatment for COVID. And I think that has built sort of a a resiliency package within Bahrain that we are grateful to have. We're monitoring the numbers right now. And um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a balance that we're trying to create between safeguarding the economy on one end and making sure that mortality rates are down as much as possible. There was a survey which came out uh, in recent days saying that six out of 
10 Bahraini businesses were facing risk of shutting down in the next six months um, if the coronavirus uh, spread was going to continue. As in other countries, there are a certain number of closures which are just going to be inevitable um, and there may not be much you can do. But what's the government doing to try and support businesses which are sound and healthy in the coming six months? Bahrain's key fiscal response to COVID-19 was a stimulus package of $1.5 billion supporting the private sector. And that was effective April until June. And now we're looking at uh, furthermore packages um, going forward. The Central Bank of Bahrain expanded its lending facilities to banks and it deferred debt payments on loans for three months. The government also is paying individuals and businesses electricity and water utility bills. Individuals and businesses are exempted from municipality fees uh, and industrial land rental fees. Furthermore, the Labor Market Regulatory Authority, or the LMRA, has terminated monthly work fees and, and fees for issuing and renewing permits. Our labor fund, uh, Temkin, which is a semi autonomous government agency that provides loans and assistance to, to businesses has provided support to adversely affected companies as well. Moreover, Bahrain has launched a financial aid service for those who have been affected by the pandemic financially, launched a portal to connect job seekers and private sector institutions and companies, help provide employees particularly expat workers with additional accommodation to be used as dormitories, which has helped to reduce the density at their residences. And so all these proactive approaches have helped one way or another safeguard our economy from further deterioration. Bahrain has been very proactive in providing these support measures for, for banks and for businesses. In May, uh, Bahrain went to uh, the Eurobond market uh, once again to, I mean, to raise finance for this. Do you see future measures uh, going forward this year um, going, going to the market once again? Fiscal support is attainable to stave off a financial contagion. Uh, Bahrain's financial stability is necessary to maintain regional stability. Uh, nonetheless, recently the IMF forecasts a rebound for the GCC economies next year following the likely economic contraction due to COVID-19. Bahrain is expected to record real GDP growth of 3% in 2021, and other neighbors are in line to rebound as well. Therefore, we will see the region as a whole, hopefully in a better position ahead. Bahrain, like many of its neighbors, has slashed government spending by 30% to help weather the storm. In the interim, the government will also reschedule some construction and consulting projects to keep spending within the 2020 budget and make room for other spending needs. Primarily, we're looking inwards, we're looking to cut the fat, we're looking at a better outlook next year. There's already been a lot of fiscal consolidation which has happened within the past few years in Bahrain. This, is, this predates the, um, the COVID crisis. Where do you see the sort of the biggest, um, the biggest efforts and biggest initiatives um, in this fiscal, cons fiscal consolidation in 2020 and 2021, would you say? 
Well, as you know, John, the Bahraini Ministry of Finance has introduced the, a fiscal balance program, and that has touched all government agencies. We have looked at uh, private-public partnerships. We've looked at reducing government expenditure, and uh, introducing the VAT is 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 a prime example on how Bahrain is looking at uh, at its budget. And so the assuring news that we have was uh, back in April of 2018, when there was a discovery of oil, offshore oil, first time since 1932, where uh, the, what we call the Khalij al-Bahrain Basin was discovered. We're talking about 80 billion barrels of oil, 10 to 20 trillion cubic feet of estimated uh, gas, it's all within a 2,000 square kilometer area. Now, a lot of interest is growing. We've divided the offshore field into four. One of the four has been awarded to any. The other three, we're going to have a, a, a virtual roadshow where the other three blocks will be up for concessions as well. It, it looks very promising. Halliburton has uh, dug the first well. Numbers are looking really good. And we're hopeful that within the next five years, we will see production out of this uh, offshore find. We're trying to make sure that our economy is resilient for the next four or five years, and then offset it with uh, some of the uh, exploration uh, results. FinTech has been a key initiative within the Bahraini financial sector and for Bahrain's foreign direct investment strategy in the past uh, years centered on FinTech Bay. What impact is the coronavirus going to have on this uh, FinTech strategy? Is it going to see the increased adoption of FinTech, would you say? Well, I think if, if, if we talk about um, like financial technologies as a whole and we look at where Bahrain has positioned itself when it comes to FinTech, uh, it plays a major role in the whole initiative of Bahrain's push for innovation. And when we look at fintech, we look at uh, fintech firms in Bahrain being accustomed to adaptation towards a, a less tangible or paperless world and are more familiar with operating digitally than traditional industries. For example, uh, STC Bahrain, fintech solution provider and telecom, utilized its... Uh, expertise by uh, offering the most advanced video collaborative tools at the King Hamad University Hospital to enable remote patient monitoring and video consultations in the effort to reduce visits uh, to the hospitals. And I'm bringing this up for uh, a couple of reasons. This particular industry has always displayed its important role in easing the burden of social distancing by facilitating food deliveries, connecting students to virtual classrooms, and maintaining business operations as Bahrain's digital infrastructure has served the country well. Therefore, this industry has always played its significant part in the economy by sustaining most business operations with virtual offices, but can play a larger role during the economic recovery by connecting to firms globally and expanding, and expanding business opportunities outside of Bahrain. Now, Bahrain has always pushed for innovative approaches. We have always looked at financial services as a key sector in Bahrain, and not only to cater to Bahrain, but also to the region. 
As you may recall, Bahrain had organized a very important conference that not only caters to Bahrain, but to the region. The Gateway Gulf was a way to link investors, not only to Bahrain, but also to access key markets in the region. Bahrain has always been proud of its financial institutions, and we have been, we've made that shift to financial services and financial technology, and we will continue to do the most that we can to keep Bahrain as a, a key player in the financial technology industries in the region. COVID-19 has and will leave an effect on people in certain industries and in social behavior as well. When it comes to fintech, a lot of people have been forced to use financial technologies now. A lot of people have been forced to use media platforms that they never thought that they would use. And so there will be a, a shift in behavior that will result in an uptick in, in fintech use and the importance of fintech in our daily lives as well. COVID-19 will leave a direct and indirect effect on us all. We will see a change in readiness, change in preparedness, and most undoubtedly a change in social behavior that will shape the years ahead. Thank you for listening to Banking Under Pressure. Keep up to date by subscribing to this podcast via iTunes, Spotify, and Acast. And be sure to check out The Banker's other podcasts at thebanker.com slash podcast. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.